Come on. Joe, are you ready? I am ready to rock, man. I like it. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Lifeblood Engage. This is George G. Our guest today is the strong and powerful Joe Bernstein. He is the founder of Drop the Armor Wellness. He's an expert men's coach. Joe, I'm excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, man. Well, I live in Washington, D.C., um, and I live with my partner, Natalie who I've spent many years developing my soul and my spirit to find such a magical fit uh, with our, our awesome cat, Delilah, and I have a beautiful opportunity to continue to be with my family. My whole nuclear family is in the area as well, too, so it's very rich. Um, personally, I'm, I'm really into cycling recently. I was just telling you how for my 40th birthday in July, I'll be cycling 350 miles from Pittsburgh to D.C. on gravel, and I've been training for that. Um, I just like to let it spend a lot of my time being physical, uh, a lot of my time certainly being contemplative and meditation and, and in you know, spiritual growth, uh, and a lot of my time doing volunteer work to make the world a better place, men's transformational organizations, some social justice work on the side too. So, so that's my personal life, you know, why I do what I do. So I coach men. I coach men to create what they want in their lives, and that's a pretty big bucket, a pretty broad spectrum. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time, it really comes down to love, health, and career. And the reason I do that is because I just grew up in a lifestyle where I didn't give myself much of a chance to have satisfaction, to have success, to have joy and aliveness in love, health, or career. You know, it's it's. Uh, I won't give the whole story, but. I grew up with a lot of messages about scarcity, uh, fear. My parents are amazing human beings and amazing parents, but both of them, they love with scarcity. They love with like stress and fear and rules and all this stuff about everything that we couldn't have. My dad was like, there's never enough time, energy, or money. My mom was like, nothing's ever safe. So I just embodied all that as well. You know, We were in many ways victim to a lot of the stuff going on in like the 80s, 90s around health. So me and my whole family were fairly overweight or obese. So I was was in that place from a young age. And so that just compounded all the messages about, well, you're not lovable. You're not sexy. You're not attractive. I have learning disabilities, you know, and and learning disabled, which is more to me like differently abled. So in the 80s, you know, when I was in school, Teachers didn't understand how to teach people who are different, who thought and, and looked and sounded and expressed differently and learned differently. So I got a lot of labels, and I believe the labels. Mm-hmm. So the time I'm 16, I'm over 300 pounds. I hadn't dated, and I believed that I didn't deserve love and relationship. And I thought I was – I knew I wasn't dumb, but I knew I wasn't academically successful, and I probably never would be. So I imagined I just would never have a good career. You know, the script for the – you know, middle class, white, suburban American man, especially in the 80s, 90s, even now to this day, it's like, you work really hard, get good grades, you go to college, you get a good career, and that's the only path. So I believed it. Um, Long and short of it, found myself in 2012, uh, married, uh, still over 300 pounds, working a retail career that I loved, uh, but all, all the shit hit the fan at once. I was 10 years into that career, realized I wasn't going after promotions anymore, and I saw the glass ceiling above me as a guy with like no no, no degree, never got a college degree. 
my wife at the time walked in the door one day and said, you know, I haven't been happy and I'm one foot out the door. And at the same time, I was going through a health crisis. Not only was I still obese, but I was going through some kidney stone issues, needed to have a surgery. It was, it was miserable. And so life hit the fan. Um, eventually, my, uh, my ex-wife and I, we split up. She left me. Uh, and that changed everything. I got deep into understanding all the – I wanted to know what went wrong. Like, well, how did I get here? And so I dove deep into personal growth work, lost 150 pounds, transformed the way I – connect and communicate with women emotionally, relationship-wise, sexually, transform my social life. And for the first time, saw opportunity for me to do something with the skills I developed as a retail leader that was about helping people that I could do for myself. So I ended up jumping out of that retail life and starting my own coaching practice. That was about six years ago now. So why I do what I do is I just, I saw, I thought I was stuck. My whole life I thought I was stuck. From five years old, I'm like, this is the life I'm going to live. Mm. I'm going to be overweight. I'm not going to have great you know, relationships. Maybe someone will love me and I'll, I'll never have a great career. And I decided at a certain point when everything fell apart, that's all bullshit. Like we can create whatever we want. And so once I went after it and I believed that there was no other way than to live boldly and courageously, I just decided, got to help other dudes do it. And so that's, that's why I do what I do and where I'm, why I'm, at where I'm at today, helping men create the life that really lights them up. Well, I appreciate you sharing all that, and what a transformation you, you've 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 made. Uh, Sixteen years old, over three hundred pounds. My gosh, that's that is crazy. And 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 now you're about to ride whatever two hundred sixty some miles on gravel for your fortieth birthday. So so and and and, and you've got a wonderful relationship and and you're spiritually on the right track and, and and all that so so congratulations on on the transformation and and you're an entrepreneur and and, and doing all of it yeah. um, is well i don't know what 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 my question is i have struggled with the scarcity and the fear piece and i think that that you and i are are cut from the same cloth there um, and I came to my desire to move past that, not necessarily from, um, well, I, I, well, that, that, that's, that's, that's kind of it. We probably all have that. How, how, how are you helping people that are probably in a similar situation, but maybe they just don't realize it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, typically, Typically, I'm not helping people that don't realize they're in a tough spot. I'm typically helping people that something has fallen off in their life, right? Mm. They're going through a separation or a divorce. They're going through a long streak of not getting the kind of intimacy or creating the kind of intimacy they want in a relationship. Um, and more recently, it's a lot of guys who they did the thing I talked about. They believed that they had to go and follow the certain path and get a degree as an electrical engineer or go right. into finance or something. And they often decide at a certain point, my soul's not happy, right? They start d meditating, doing yoga, reading personal growth books, and all of a sudden they want to do something different. So a lot of the time I'm helping people who decide like, well, I want to figure out how to start my you know, yoga teaching practice on the side while I still do my work and then continue to grow it over time so I can leave. Or I want to figure out how to do my coaching practice. Because ultimately, uh, we have a lot of people out there selling strategy to people in that situation. And your personal life and your personal business and whatever you create, it's just like that Peter Drucker paraphrased quote. You know, it's like, 
culture eats strategy for breakfast. Well, the same is true for who you are. People can sell you all kinds of systems, how to do, you know, how to create business. But if you are not grounded and connected with your head, heart, and guts and living a courageous life and making hard choices that lean into your desires and your intuition and into love, then you're not going to create what you want, even with the best strategy. So it's rare I get someone who's in a place where they don't even realize they're in scarcity. People who don't realize they're in scarcity, people who don't realize they're unhappy, who are just kind of walking around miserable and they think it's normal, I really can't help them. Um, but people who decided, you know what, enough's enough. I want something more for my life and I'm tired of believing all the negative thoughts in my mind. I'm tired of hearing all the limitations in my mind. Now here's what happens, George, is, is they'll come and they know they want more, but they're not sure what's holding them back. So what I help people do is get clear on their values, not the values of their company, not the values of their religious background growing up, not the values of their parents, not the values of our dominant culture, not what, sorry, not what Twitter and social media and Facebook tell you you should value because there's a whole lot of that shit going down right now. You know, to be a good man, you got to believe in this thing or that thing. Yeah, you got to connect with what's true in your value system and what's in your heart. And so I help people connect with what's in their value system and then I help people identify the old voices, the old scripts, what I call the hands on the wheel, like all the negative beliefs that keep us from going after the things that we really want, all the negative beliefs that keep us from taking risks in life. And so, so that's what it is. We got to identify it. We got to make the unconscious conscious or it'll rule your life and we'll call it fate, which is a great Joseph Campbell quote. Got to make the unconscious conscious, got to bring it up and decide what you want to believe going forward and go after it. Love it. There is a, I mean, it's, there's a never ending stream of stuff telling uh, a man or a woman, people, us, that this is to be a good person. This is what you need to be doing. This is, this, this, this is what you need to be thinking about. Um, and so if I'm sitting there, which I often am thinking, okay, that's all fine and well, but that's not my water to carry, or that's not aligned with what I want. Uh, and then to be okay with that, um, that's it's such a powerful thing. Um, how do people respond to that? Yeah. So people usually respond really well. I, I've had I've had people that truly helping them identify their core values, and then and then here's the hard part. I can give you a core values exercise. I mean, shit, you can find a hundred of them online. Yeah. The hard part is then making choices for a period of time. Could be a month, two months, three months. Could mm. be your whole life where you really put your values consciously in front of you and you make those courageous choices. You speak up for what you really believe in. You challenge the status quo. You ask for something hard that you thought was impossible from your boss or from your partner or, you know, or from a friend. So, so really what happens is people respond really well, but when, when you see your values in front of you and you see your desires in front of you, sometimes it's pretty scary. So people can do these exercises all they want, you know, core deepest desires and desired feelings, and they're all over the internet, right? But without some sort of, you know, relationship, without some sort of group, some sort of container to push you when you're up against the edge and you're just gonna follow the old path you used to follow or believe the old things you used to believe, you don't really grow. But when people have the accountability and the support to do really hard things that they couldn't do or thought they couldn't do, 
then they just flourish. You know, a quick example for like, I have a client right now who he doesn't work weekends. He's taken like four vacations since October, but prior to October, he hadn't taken more than a day off in three years. Why? <laughs> That's our company culture. My boss never does it. His boss never does it. So I need to do it. I need to come in on the weekends, even though no one else is in on the weekends, or I feel like I'm always behind. He worked up the courage to literally say, like, I know this is what we do here, but I'm burning out. Like, I just need to be honest with you. I'm burning out. I need to take the time. I need to be able to feel the freedom to take the time. I know I'll work better. Now, throughout my coaching career, I've helped dozens of people do similar things. Ask for the time off, ask for the raise, ask for the retention bonus, the things that we're told we can't do, we do it. And not only do we usually get it, but at, at the same time, people respect us more and they want to follow us more and they believe in us more because they trust we're speaking up for ourselves. Similar, you know, I have a client who just recently for six months, he's been like on the fence about a relationship and he made the choice to, to end it. That's a hard choice. It's a really hard, courageous choice. But for him, I mean, we literally met this morning and he said, wow, you know, at the end of the day, she was upset, I was upset, but everything I was afraid of happening didn't happen. And now <laughs> I feel, even though I'm grieving, I feel lighter and I'm yeah. excited to work on who I am now that I don't have the relationship here so I can go create the better relationship. But until this point, it's six months of all the mind chatter of like, here's why it won't be good to leave and here's why I'll be a bad person for hurting her and here's how it'll be impossible to get the kind of relationship I want in the future and, and COVID and I work too much and all the, all the excuses we make, they're valid ways we protect ourselves, but we just need to learn how to like remove the ones that aren't valid and connect with what's really important, our intuition, our desires, you know? I love it. And it's so true, right? Like, okay, now I've, 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 I've done the initial work of figuring out what's most important to me, the life that I want to live, what, 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 what my core values are. That's great. But now we need to put them to work and actually put them into practice. And what stands between me and that is that fear and that head trash and the cycles that I've been running for however many years I've been on this earth that, that brought me to this point. Um, and to, to start taking that courageous action. And in order to do that, we do, we, we really do need support. It's, it's, I, I don't think it's impossible to do on my own, but it's pretty hard to do on my own. Yep. We do need support. I need it. Uh, I do this for a living and you better believe I have a men's group, a therapist, a coach mm -hmm. <laughs> pretty much at all times. Right. Because otherwise I can believe my own lies and I can believe, you know, I love my dad to death. He's the sweetest man in the world. He's so generous, but I have little Sheldon Bernstein voices in my head and they're usually don't do that. That's not okay. Play it safe. But when I continue to listen to that play it safe messaging, I, uh, you know, I slowly kind of suffocate in some other way, right? Yeah, we got one crack at this, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so you're gonna you're gonna die that slow death. That and and that's, uh, you know what? It's 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 that I imagine and and I probably feel this even now. It's just you know. I'm I'm 42, so this this I don't know if it's a sense of regret or or fear that I'm not going to accomplish all the things that I want, and I think it's probably a byproduct of just my 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 age and my experience. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, fear that we're not going to accomplish everything that we want to. Mm -hmm. 
Um, you know, my thoughts on that are just, well, you know, it might sound smug, but like, welcome to life. Yeah. Uh, there's a million things that, so, so here's what happens. I, I often work with a lot of people that were very ambitious young. They wanted to make a lot of money. They wanted to be well known. They wanted to rise the ranks in a company and they did it and they, they, they got pretty high pretty early and they realized they still weren't fulfilled the level of connection and relationship, the level of peace in, in their own mind, the level of you know trust in their body or, or actual just physical health isn't what they wanted. And so the reality is we'll always have ambitions, we'll always have things that we wanna create in this world. And the funny thing is the world has made us think that it's, it's bad if we haven't fulfilled them. Well, if you've fulfilled all of the things that you believe you have potential for ambition for if you've done everything you've wanted to do in this life then let's set the bar higher like and not from a place of you're not good enough to you get there but let's make life exciting let's get lit up let's feel the energy the aliveness the freedom of having big ambitions and big goals so yeah i, I think that there's something that happens at a certain age where you start to think like well what, what is my life and what have i created and what comes next? Mm -hmm. And am I going to get to where I want to go? Like, here's a great example. I didn't even think I wanted kids till I was like 35. Well, now I'm about to turn 40. I'm with the love of my life. She's still finishing a PhD, you know, and we're in this place of going like, well, well how late can we really have kids? Almost nothing is, is impossible in this life. So we can keep going after what we want. But the fears and the thoughts of like, Am I running behind? Can this really be happening to me at this point in my life? They're all okay. Just welcome them and decide which need to be acted upon and which don't. Um, George, I'm glad you asked this because a big thing I want to normalize in this world is men or women, but I, I work with men mostly. So men in their late 20s, early 30s, mid 30s, maybe even 40, saying, asking what do I want to do with my life? And making that a good question, making that a place of high consciousness and a place of growth because this idea that we should be like rolling into the easy part of life in your late 30s, your 40s, even your 50s, that's not, that's not our world anymore. Mm -hmm. Our world now is abundant. There's infinite possibilities. We should be asking the question, what do I wanna do as a second career or a third career or a side thing? Or what do I want my relationships to look like? Because I, I just kind of followed the path of what I thought was normal culturally. And what's normal culturally usually aren't very fulfilling relationships. So I'm all about it. I'm all about saying like, where am I now? And what if I don't accomplish this? These questions are deep. They're rich. They're where we create meaning in life. So keep asking them. That's what I'd say. Yeah. We've got to interrogate that reality, right? Mm -hmm. Look at it. And if it's great, then that's awesome. You confirmed it. And if you want to make some, or if you recognize that there's changes that are need to be made, well then be courageous and, and, and start making those changes. I love it, Joe. Mm -hmm. I love it. <laughs> well, the people, are, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah, I'm excited about this. So a lot of my personal liberation and a lot of my work with clients is about clarity of our choices. How often we think we don't have a choice because that's just the way it is. That's just who I am. That's just how my family did it. Well, you know, my wife would freak out if I even suggested that. My boss would never go for that. So I really want to make you aware that we have thousands of choices every day. In fact, some scientists, I don't know, scientists says that we have 35,000 choices we make every single day. Hmm. 
But at the end of the day, every single choice can be boiled down to three. Like I'm all about simplicity. Can we simplify what life is? And so those 35,000 choices really just come down to three choices that you have every day and every moment, love over fear, courage over comfort, or creation over consumption. Like literally think about this, right? Am I creating or am I consuming? And, and there's not one that's right, but, but am I conscious of which one I'm choosing? Am I choosing courage right now or am I choosing comfort? Again, you know, I could sit here and say like, always be courageous. Like sometimes comfort's good for us, right? And love over fear. Am I choosing love or am I choosing fear? I'm choosing love. I'm doing the bold thing. I'm doing the creative thing, I'm doing the courageous thing. And sometimes I can choose fear and go like, actually, I was afraid. Now let me work on that. What was that fear about? Was it real? Was it valid? Right? And do I, how do I need to grow to come from fear, come from love next time? Right? So that's it. Love over fear, courage over comfort, creation over consumption. Three choices, baby. Well, I think that that is great stuff. That definitely gets, come on. Come on. Joe, I, 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 I love that. We do fascinating 35,000 or whatever choices that we're making <laughs> consciously or unconscious during the yeah. day. But those are those are so powerful. Love over fear, courage over uh, courage over comfort, and creation over consumption. I love it. Well, Joe, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Sure. Well, there is my website, JoeBernsteinCoaching.com. Uh, but come play on social media. I actually uh, was not a big social media fan for many years, and and then I started to really get into some stuff with Facebook. I even have my own group called Drop the Armor Dojo, which it's just big-hearted, courageous, growth-minded people who want to make a difference in the world. And so come find me there. Another thing you could do is you could email me at joe at dropthearmor.com. If you're a person especially who wants to figure out what's next for your life, I have a 12-month program called Love It or Leave It, which is like we dig in to help you either really love the career you're in or the relationship you're in or make the hard choices to start putting the, the, the train on the tracks towards, towards leaving, right? Towards creating something new in your life. So if that interests you, email me directly. Otherwise, I'd love to see you on social media or check out my website. Beautiful. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Joe your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to joebernsteincoaching.com. It's J-O-E-B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N, coaching.com. Check out the Facebook group, the Drop the Armor Dojo, and then shoot Joe an email at joe at dropthearmor.com and get involved with that um, with that 12-month program. Thanks again, Joe. All right. Thank you, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.